With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, hockey fans. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. We host the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're lifelong hockey fans who talk about the game and the lifestyle. Our guests include professional hockey players. My rookie party had to wear Speedo, and then we had a checklist of stuff we had to do. Here we go, Gaber. What do you got to say? And it's kind of <laughs> like, you know better than that now, boys. I got dressed for the Bruins. I get a phone call. And he's like, dude, we need you over here by the elevator. You got to get downstairs. You got to get dressed right now. I started playing the like, dun, 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 And I turned it around and it had the Olympic rings and said, we did it. NHL team hockey reporters. I actually took the Stanley Cup to this ice bar where they've got now girls around them and I've got a fur coat on. <laughs> I wonder who, who he shoot checked over here. And then I looked down at my favorite Hockey fans. The entire bar was lined with guys in Kings jerseys. We quickly realized, oh my gosh, this is the dad's trip. And we bring unique hockey stories to light. Coming back to England, 24 rings in the entire country. That's where the problem starts with the sport of ice hockey here. Canadian Blind Hockey Association, those few kids we interviewed, their whole week is built around Sunday at the rink. They're just hockey players. We don't agree on everything. Pineapple goes on pizza. (gasps) No, it does not. (laughs) I think it does. But we do agree that there are many people and places that build the House of Hockey. New episodes every Tuesday. Come on in to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. It's playoff time. Big stakes, bigger promotions. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $5 into $200. That's 40 to 1 odds on any basketball game. All you have to do is pick any team that is still in the hunt for the trophy. And if that team wins, you will receive $200 in free credits. That's right. Pick any team that is still in contention, bet $5. And if that team wins, you cash $200 in free credits. All it takes to claim these 40 to 1 odds on the basketball team of your choosing is placing a $5 bet on that team and that team to win. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $5 into $200 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you can claim $200 in free credits. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Welcome to New York. (laughs) 
Attention fans, this is the Devil's State of Mind Podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now here's your host, Neil Villapiano! my beautiful people it is your boy neil villapiano and welcome to another edition of the devil's state of mind podcast right here exclusively on the hockey podcast network the best place as always to get the most up-to-date news topics and so much more about your new jersey devils i hope you guys are doing super well having a fantastic day Wherever you're listening to this episode, thank you as always for taking some time out of your day to check these episodes out. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Folks, we have a very, very special episode here today. Here's what's going to happen. The first part of our say, we'll be talking about the draft lottery results. I'm actually recording this part of the podcast about two hours after we got word as to where the Devils will be picking in the 2021 NHL draft. And then the second half of our podcast, it's an interview that you guys have been waiting for for a very long time, an exclusive interview with former New Jersey Devils goaltender, Taco the Stork, Eddie Lack. So we'll get into that in just a few minutes. But you can see we have a little bit to talk about here before we get to that. So let's not waste any more time and drop the puck. So obviously, we are going to be talking about the draft. Lottery, uh, we are taking, just for an episode, we are taking a break from what we've been doing the last couple of episodes, which is our free agent, uh, potential free agent targets. Uh, We will be doing the right defense probably in the next episode, because today we have something a little bit more important to discuss. As for the first time this offseason, the Devils were really involved in something, and it was the draft lottery. And the Devils came into the draft lottery Tied with the Seattle Kraken for the third highest odds going into it at 10.1%. And look, I've talked about this before with you guys numerous times on the podcast before that I honestly, truly did not care where we finished. Uh, The furthest I think we could have gone down was sixth. And obviously the best we could get is one. And then it was, you know, between. so basically it was going to be between one and six. And I told you guys that, look, We're going to get a good player regardless of where we finish. It's not like we're going to get totally screwed here. Uh, The questions really were, was, you know, where was the first, you know, five, six picks going to be? And, you know, is Seattle going to move up? Could Buffalo hold on and actually win the lottery? I think that they really needed to win this lottery. And, you know, there was a, I would say, honestly, this was the most anticlimactic uh, draft lottery that we've seen in quite some time. I think when you look at how some of the other draft lotteries have gone, even the past couple of years, including involving the Devils, there's been a lot more movement, a lot more drama, so to speak, a lot more controversy in one way or another. But this time around, uh, kind of a, a, a good, I guess you would say, vindicative of how this entire season has gone. And and I will criticize the NHL that they did a piss poor job of you know, hyping up the draft lottery. I think that they cared, understandably so in a way, uh, more about how the Stanley Cup playoffs were going than really they cared about the draft lottery. I mean, they didn't even hype it up. If you weren't on social media, you would have not even known when this draft lottery was going to happen. You would have accidentally come across it without even realizing it. And then look, 
I know that the draft lottery doesn't mean a whole lot, particularly to us, considering the Devils have been in the lottery the last couple of years. And as we know, we've won three of the last five, uh, excuse me, two of the last uh, four uh, draft lotteries. And we were trying to possibly win our third out of our last five. But I told you guys that I honestly preferred that we didn't win the draft lottery because I don't think we really need the number one overall pick. And I'll explain my feelings towards that in just a moment. But let's go through the first 15 picks. We know already who the first 15 picks are. Pick 16 to 31 will be determined by the results of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And really the, the most interesting thing other than Seattle being involved in this lottery was the fact that the Arizona Coyotes were going to have are going to have to forfeit their first their first round pick because of their situation with uh, John with Shaka. So that was kind of a interesting thing. And, and funny thing enough, had this had somehow Arizona won the draft lottery, they would have had to do a second draw, which would have been really interesting. And I thought like when they talked about that possibility, I said, you know, considering how last year there was like a 2% chance that a bubble team was going to win the lottery and a bubble team ended up winning it. Uh, this seems like one of those things where it's going to end up happening, whether we want to, be happy about it or not, but it actually didn't happen. So let's go through from 15 to one. Let's just go through who's going to be picking at 15. It's our cross or Hudson river rival, the New York Rangers. Uh, yeah, they, there was really no shot in all at all. The only thing they could have probably hoped for is maybe just moving up uh, to maybe the top 10 if they got lucky, but I, I didn't think that they were going to get anywhere near the top 10, let alone the top three, uh, 14, the Dallas stars, 13, the Philadelphia Flyers, 12, Calgary Flames, 11, Chicago Blackhawks, 10, Ottawa Senators, 9, the Vancouver Canucks, 8, the Los Angeles Kings, number 7, the San Jose Sharks, the number 6 overall pick goes to Detroit, the number 5 pick goes to the Columbus Blue Jackets, and picking at number 4, which they were pretty much projected to be there, is indeed the New Jersey Devils. So the Devils will be picking 4th overall in the 2021 NHL draft. Now let's go to the top three. And we finally had some movement. It was literally the only movement we had in the top 15. The Anaheim Ducks moved from having possibly the second overall pick to having the third. The Seattle Kraken moved from three to two. And the Buffalo Sabres have won the 2021 NHL draft lottery, their second draft lottery victory if you want to call it that in the last three years they picked number one overall uh drafting Rasmus Dahlin back in 2018 in between the two years that the Devils won the number overall pick themselves so like I said it was a very anticlimactic um draft lottery did did anybody think that there was going to be a lot of movement no I think honestly when we looked at it the only way we would have seen movement is within the top five and I'm not just saying that because the Devils were there. I think when you look at it, once we got to the top five, it was like, okay, at this point now, this is where movement could happen. And that's where I think we were, we were seeing. And we did get some movement, but it was really only Anaheim and Seattle swapping from two to three. And I don't think anybody from Anaheim is going to be miffed about that because, again, we've talked about it before. There is no guarantee number one overall pick in this year's draft. There is a lot of, there's probably at least six or seven different guys that could easily go 
number one overall, even though I do think it'll end up being Owen Power. I think he's going to end up being that guy. I would have been ecstatic to get the number one overall pick from the standpoint of drafting him because, you know, six foot four defenseman, very physical. You know, we certainly need more size on the defense. Um, But again, I really, really was hoping that we didn't get the first overall pick. And the reason that I say that is primarily for this, for a couple of reasons. One, we've already won it twice in the last five years. We don't need a number one, number one overall pick. Number two, I think it would be somewhat embarrassing to get the first overall pick again, because then we would really be compared to, to when the Edmonton Oilers just not too long ago were doing the same thing. We would have been called the Oilers of the, of the East, honestly. And number three, I mean, look, Buffalo deserved it. You know, they weren't tanking by any means. They just had a really bad year. And the last thing that anybody wanted to see was a team like Buffalo, very similar to how Detroit got screwed over last year, going from one to four, um, you know, get screwed over. And luckily for Buffalo, they were able to stay put and they won the lottery. And I think, I'm not saying the NHL did this on purpose, although it wouldn't surprise me if they did. I think they honestly didn't want to do a whole lot to this. And I think that, yeah, moving Seattle from three to one would have made it look a little bit more obvious that something was in the works. So I think that they, if they really wanted to be involved in the lottery and try to actually like quote unquote rig something, I mean, they just moved Seattle from three to two. And I don't think anybody's complaining. There was a funny moment when the devils were showing that they had the fourth overall pick where, you know, uh, Tom Fitzgerald, general manager of the devil said, shit, you could see like he mouthed the words um, when they didn't get it. And, and, and that's, so, I mean, that's understandable. Look, when you're a GM of a team, you want to try to get the highest pick you possibly can. And with the lottery there, you have no control over it. All you got to do is hope that you actually get it. And look for Tom Fitzgerald, here's the thing. We are selecting higher than we did last year. Um, and he's been with the team when we drafted both Nico and Jack with those picks. And obviously, you know, this is, this is kind of a, he wanted to try to have a really, really good start to this offseason. And I still think we did. Drafting fourth is a really, really good pick because, again, like I told you guys, we're getting a top five player in this draft. Whether we, whatever that player might be, that's what we're going to get. So let's, let's be happy about that. And let's also remember this. We're one of the few teams that have multiple first-round picks. We still have the Islanders pick that we got in the Kyle Palmieri trade that we have to figure out depending on how far the New York Islanders go. So I don't think any Devils fan should be upset. Yeah, we, we're all disappointed in one way or another because we all would like to see them, you know, win a, win the draft lottery again. But honestly, and, and I'm probably speaking for some Devils fans, not all, but we're all kind of getting tired in one way or another of, of being in this situation where every offseason we're just wondering, okay, where are we going to finish in the draft lottery? It's like, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, we need to start seeing results on the ice. We really do. And I think that. You know, hopefully with the way Tom Fitzgerald has things going for him so far and the way he wants to build this team, it's there's a lot of optimism to what we're going to do. And again, the Devils, I feel relatively confident that they will probably be pretty active in the offseason free agency wise, maybe in trades. We have the expansion draft coming up uh, July 21st. Uh, The NHL draft will be July 23rd. Uh, So just to give you guys some information there. So we have about a month and a half until really the devils are involved in something again. But this is kind of the first phase of the off season, trying to see where the devils were going to end up finishing. So with the fourth overall pick, I think it's a very, very solid pick. 
And look, the two guys that stand out to me, um, and we'll talk about this in greater detail later on this offseason, especially when we get closer to the draft, we'll start to kind of do our mock drafts and give you guys ideas as to whom the Devils might actually take. But the guy, obviously, a lot of Devils fans probably expect the Devils to take, and I think there's about a 75% chance um, that the Devils end up taking him, is Jack Hughes' younger brother, defenseman Luke Hughes from the U.S. National Development Team. And he's six foot two. He's actually the tallest of the Hughes brothers, interestingly enough. And he's a defenseman, and we do need help on the defense. So if we ended up drafting him, I don't think anybody would really be upset. Now, you also have Brant Clark, who is Graham Clark's younger brother. So you have that as well. And he's a defenseman. Um, he could very well be there as well. And I think it's going to be a tough situation. We also did see Jack Hughes publicly say that if the Devils have Luke Hughes available at their pick, that they should take him. And, you know, do I think that Jack Hughes would be pissed off if we didn't take him? I think he'd be disappointed. I don't know if necessarily be pissed off, but I'm sure they're going to take that into consideration. I don't know if Graham Clark has vouched for his brother at all. I haven't heard anything, so I'm not going to start that either. But those are just a couple of guys that the Devils could take, but we will have more details on that. And also, again, once we know where the Devils' other first-round pick that they got from the Islanders will be who the Devils might take there as well. But once again, the New Jersey Devils will officially be drafting fourth overall in the 2021 NHL entry draft. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for. A lot of you guys have asked me in the past to get this guy on the podcast. Uh, he has a tremendous personality. He was a very solid goaltender when he played in the NHL. He, he was really a fan favorite with so many people, not just with the Devils, but with other teams. And even though his time in New Jersey was very brief, uh, we still really enjoyed his time there. He said to me that he really enjoyed his time in New Jersey as well. And it was such a pleasure and a blast to talk to the, to talk to Eddie Lack for, you know, 20, 25 minutes. And we just, we had a great conversation and I hope you guys are excited as I am to show you guys this uh, interview. And again, thank you so much to Eddie Lack for taking some time to join us on the Double State of Mind podcast. So sit back relax and enjoy this great interview with former New Jersey Devil goaltender Eddie Lack. You guys have been asking me to get this guy on the podcast for a long time and it is with great pleasure to welcome on former New Jersey Devils goaltender the Stork Taco Mr. Eddie Lack himself. Eddie welcome to the Devil's State of Mind podcast. First and foremost how are you doing today? What an intro. Thanks for having me. No I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, we are we are super excited to have you on. And look, we all loved, you know, your, you know, even though it was a short time, we really enjoyed your time in New Jersey. I remember just before the first game of the Stanley Cup playoffs when the Devils, when you guys took on Tampa Bay, um, you know, you guys had like a practice with all the fans that could come and watch. And I was I was standing right behind you while you were doing like a shootout contest with a couple of other players and putting on quite a show for a lot of us. So uh, that was kind of like my my fun memory of uh, when you were in New Jersey with us. That's awesome. Yeah, no, like I I, kind of like you said, it's, it was a little bit of a short, shorter time, but I really enjoyed uh, my time there and I enjoy everyone in and around the team. I enjoyed 
all the players and everything yeah. like that. So yeah, I like wish that I could play a little bit longer there and like uh, that my body would have kind of allowed me to stay a little bit. But but yeah, it is what it is. But I really enjoyed my time there. And we enjoyed having you there 100%. So let's let's get into some questions here. Uh, I, I, a lot of these questions actually came from, from fans, so I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, let's start with this, just straight up. What got you into the position of goaltender? So I started uh, playing with everyone that was one year older than me, and I was always the worst skate, skater on the team. And I think that just like... <laughs> Playing, playing goalie was one of the ways that I could still fit in, right? And yeah. and, and and like still be good. So so yeah, we uh, when I was younger, uh, I think we started with goalie when I was eight or some 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 something. And we had two sets of pads in the locker room, and whoever made it to the locker room first got to play goalie. So I always made sure that I was there like two or three hours before. It's like get the pads that I wanted and everything. That's awesome. Um, I, I'm actually a former goalie myself and I started when I was like 14. So, you know, I was kind we're of both same. a little weird. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to be a little weird <laughs> to play this position. 100%. Uh, I actually still have the puck for my first and only win playing hockey. So I'm, I'm pretty That's proud. Awesome. Of, I'm pretty proud of that, but you know, talking about, you know, once you got into the NHL, now, obviously you were, you went undrafted in 2009 and you ended up signing with Vancouver was there a culture shock when you came over from Europe to, you know, Vancouver and playing for the Canucks? I think it was good because I went from like Sweden to Canada and then to the U.S., right? Like right. My, fir my first year was in Winnipeg and I think that uh, just with the weather and like the people and everything – I feel like it was like like as close to Sweden as you can come, not being in sweet sweet Sweden, right? So yeah, uh, it the hardest thing was just like getting used to speaking another language every single mm -hmm. day, right? But I lived with uh, Chris Tanev and Jan Solve, so so uh, that helped a lot. Just like speaking it and like forcing myself to like speak it every single day. Yeah, no, I would imagine it's it's definitely um, definitely some adjustment, one hundred percent. I know if I went to a different country, it would be the the same thing, and and I can totally understand that. Now, there's a big question that a lot of people uh, would love to know, and that is simply this: you have two nicknames, as I've mentioned before, Taco and the Stork. Can you tell us the origins of getting both of those nicknames? Yeah, so uh, the stork started somewhere in Sweden because because of my long legs and just like uh, long skinny legs, I should say. So so yeah, uh, I'm not exactly sure how that started, but uh, the taco one came came about in Vancouver. So there was some journalists that asked me what my fa favorite uh, food was and everything, and I said, "Well, it's taco." Ta tacos because my dad and I have been eating it since since I was probably like five, five, five or six years old and it's just like something that everyone can like and like relate to right and and, right. and when um when uh, when I said that the whole taco thing kind of took a life of its own and and like restaurants started re re reaching out and like <laughs> uh there was one time my last year there, so I had a loco taco at uh, 
at a place in Van, and uh, the price for the Loco Taco was whatever my my goals against average was at that time. So oh, jeez. It was pretty funny. And then I went and I got this uh, tattoo as well. Wow. Know, but yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. That's absolutely <laughs> incredible. I, you know, you were you were a social media phenomenon for several years, like when, when we found out your nickname and everything. And I think another thing that really stood out was your celebration after wins. Uh, that was something that really <laughs> stood out to a lot of people. And another thing that stood out to me was when you were in Vancouver and you played in the heritage uh, game and you wore the Vancouver millionaires goalie pads. I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. And I'm just curious to know how on earth did you get a goalie set like that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I ordered it, everyone was just like, well, these are going to look good on the bench. Right. But then I, I <sighs> ended up playing. Right. So, right. so no, I, I, uh, those are probably my fav favorite sets that I had. Uh, the mask was kind of like a mix of of um, Vancouver and Sweden because I had uh, Swedish legends that played for Van Vancouver, right? So I had mm -hmm. uh, the Sedins, Oland, uh, Thomas Gradin. So it was just like really really cool uh, so that's probably my favorite set i would say yeah and uh, brian's brian's always did like a phenomenal job getting yeah. everything together for me so do you still have that set like with you do you keep it anywhere do you i mean do you have it at all <laughs> so they never let me keep uh, like the pads and everything oh. uh, but i have all my masks that i played played with uh, cool. and and uh, they're most most of them are in Sweden with, with my dad now I think I have one devil's mask left here in Arizona so so yeah it's pretty cool awesome. now speaking of the devils you played a couple more seasons um after your time with you know Vancouver you played for the Canucks then the Hurricanes and the Calgary Flames and then in late um 2017 I believe it was you were traded to the New Jersey Devils uh for Dalton Prout in case you'd like to uh in case you'd like to know <laughs> what was your reaction feelings uh, when you were told that you were being traded to New Jersey? Well, uh, at that time, I knew that there wasn't really a future for me in Calgary, and I really wanted out. Uh, so I talked to Ro Ro Roly Melanson, the goalie coach uh, that I had in Va Va Vancouver before, right? And right. Those, those were, like, the best uh, years that I had in my career and everything, yeah. And I owe him a lot, so so mm -hmm. uh, I talked to him, and I kind of kind of wa wanted to like see where where uh, they were with their goaltending position, and everything, and like they just wanted to like bring in someone to like push Keith Keith a little bit, and yeah. and and and, and, and uh, I came in and I just formed like a great friendship with 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 Keith and like that that's kind of around the same 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 time that he just uh took off and he just had like a f phenomenal end to that se season right so so yeah. yeah i mean i i i uh, feel like i take a little bit of cre credit to that at least and and and, and uh, yeah we 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 uh, we did really push each other hard, hard then. So yeah, it was fun. And 
Keith, you are talking about Keith Kincaid, obviously, former New Jersey Devil goaltender, currently playing for the New York Rangers. And I remember also at that time, you know, we still were dealing with Corey Schneider being out due to a groin injury. And we were trying to figure out just any sort of solid backup goaltender. And I remember when the Devils traded for you, a lot of us were actually pretty like excited about it because we knew the time you had spent in Vancouver and the personality that you have and everything. And it was like, oh, this is a pretty cool, this is a pretty cool fit. And you actually got to play in a game against the highly powered Tampa Bay Lightning. This was obviously before they won the cup last year and they were clearly going to be the cream of the crop when it came to the Eastern Conference. And you came in and had a career high 48 saves in a four to three victory on the road against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Talk to us a little bit about that game in particular and anything you remember from it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was fun. It was just one of the the these games that like uh, the puck feels a little bit bigger instead of a golf golf ball, right? And right. and kind of feels like a little bit of a beat beat beach ball and 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 uh, you're kind of in the zone, right? And and uh, that was like my way of saying thank you and like contribute a little bit. I mean, uh, we ended up making the playoffs by one point that year too. Right. So, 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 so uh, every game mattered uh, down the stretch and it was just fun for me to, to uh, contribute to the team a little bit. Now I know obviously the locker room has changed a lot uh, since the last time you were in New Jersey, but can you talk to us other than like Keith Kincaid, like you mentioned, was there anybody else in that locker room that you really like, got along with was the whole locker room just a, a good group of guys can you talk to us a little bit about you know give us a little bit of that behind the scenes type of thing <laughs> yeah I mean uh, I don't think there was a bad guy in that room I mean uh, at that time we had like uh, Boyle and Stefan Nussen too yeah. and 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 uh, uh, the guys that I felt that I got best along with was probably like uh, the younger guys, like Nico, Pavel, and uh, Jesper Brad was like probably the guys that I hung, hung around with the most. And I was just like uh, trying to bring a little bit of experience in, in there, right? So, yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think for, 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 for now, they have like a great core group of guys, and it's just going to be be like fun to to uh, see where they go from from here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they were all, and I mean, at that time, they were pretty much well. Both Brett and Nico were rookies, and Zaka was, I think, only in his second or third year in the league at that time. So obviously, you got to see them when they were much younger, and they've certainly grown up a lot. With obviously Nico being the captain of the New Jersey Devils, and that's a that's a great thing. Now you were still with the devils the next season and you got the opportunity to go with the devils overseas. They ended up playing in Sweden and also Switzerland. And I remember the NHL network was following you guys, you know, throughout training camp. And there was several moments that you were actually, you know, on camera talking with, I believe you were talking with your father about different things going on in Sweden, like, you know, just different experiences for some of the other guys. Can you talk to us about that whole experience of getting a chance to, you know, obviously represent the devils, but also be in your home country. Yeah. That was just kind of like when I look back at it now, 
it was kind of just like a nice ending to my career to like be able to like go home with an NHL team and just like like have all of my family and friends there and everything. So yeah, that was just like a, a super cool experience. And I always liked hosting too. So just like uh, showing the guys around the town and everything like that. And like yeah. when, 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 uh, when the last game was over, we all had a few drinks and had a little bit of fun, like team bonding and everything together too. So I feel, 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 feel like uh, that was probably the most fun uh, road trip as I've had as a uh, NHL player. So yeah, it was great. It was a really cool experience for all of us as fans as well to just see you guys go over there and uh, go to a couple of countries and play some games, which is absolutely phenomenal. And, and we enjoyed that experience 100%. Now, obviously, um, you ended up having to uh, hang up the skates. It ended up being a couple of years later. I think just this past year, I believe you officially um, retired from the National Hockey League. Talk to us a little bit about the situation where you were hired as a volunteer coach in 2019 for Arizona State, which has become one of the most uh, well-known hockey programs in all of the United States uh, with their uniforms and things like that. Talk to us about how you got into, you know, working for Arizona State. Yeah, I was just gol golfing with Greg Powers, the head coach, a little bit here, and we kind of talked uh, back and forth if he want, want, wanted me to uh, join in any capacity, really, and, and, and uh with the volunteer job and everything, and I'm selling uh, real estate and everything here here now, like uh, right. the, the volunteer work just like worked out perfect with with timing and everything like that. And uh, I don't really feel the pressure of having to be there every single day, right? So, right. so, so uh, I really like this job and I think that, um, being part of like an up and coming program like this too it's just going to be like more 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 and more fun so so no i'm i'm uh, i'm really looking forward to this uh, co coming season i mean it's been tough this past year with covid and everything and uh, the team played every single game on on the road so it was yeah. just like a little bit different but 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 yeah i'm 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 re re really proud to be part of this uh, uh program and i'm really looking forward to to uh, the future here and we are certainly excited to see what the future holds and actually there is a little bit of a devil's connection uh with arizona state at the moment cole brady uh goaltender is at arizona state can you talk to us give some devils fans a little bit of an insight as to what devils fans can expect from a goaltender like brady yeah, so I think he's just like a big guy, but he moves really well. And he kind of reminds me a little bit about myself. When I played, which is exciting, and I think that I can bring a little bit of value there. And, and, mm -hmm. and he, um, he had a little bit of a rougher start to the season here because – it was kind of like going from playing with boys to playing with men, right? But right. but uh, I I think uh, the last ten or f fifteen games here, he just went in and 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 he completely 
dominated. So I'm really looking forward to 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 uh, seeing what he can do from like the start next year. So yeah, he's he's a great 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 kid, and 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 yeah, he's got a bright bright uh, uh, future ahead of him with the Devils, I think. So yeah, I'm excited for him. And we are very excited to see what he can bring to New Jersey in the not too distant future. Now you had mentioned just before uh, that you're doing real estate at the moment you're working for your realtor, Kenneth James real estate. I got to ask, how did that come about? Cause that, I remember when I, when I saw it, I think I ended up finding you on LinkedIn to start. And I was like, Eddie Lack is a real estate, a realtor. Like what's going on here? I, I, we'd all like to know how did that come about? Yeah. So I've always been like a people person and I like hanging out with people and meeting new people and everything like that. And, 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 and my, my uh, family's been doing a lot back home in Sweden with real estate and, and, and uh, I've been doing it myself as an investment while I was still playing and everything like that. So I just felt that it was a, a natural step for me to, to, to take. And it's been a real, re- really fun first uh, year and a half here so yeah it's been great i will definitely uh recommend you to a lot of my friends down the road so i got got i've got some guys for you my last question to eddie and again thank you so much for doing this today let's talk about the devils right now now we're actually recording this on the day of the nhl draft lottery and the devils potentially could have the number one overall pick for the third time in five years um, when you look at New Jersey just as a whole right now, particularly with the goaltending situation, so it's kind of a two-part question for you. Where do you see this team going in the future? So I think, uh, and I'm not part of it on like a day, day-to-day basis, right? So I don't really know the ins and outs and everything. But, of course. But uh, New Jersey is like really getting to, to close to like the point of win now and 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 i don't know if it's going to be uh within the next year or like three years from now but i feel like they're like getting really close to that part and like Mm -hmm. that's obviously for uh fitzy and everyone that's getting paid a little bit more than me to 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 uh, decide right but i feel like once they feel like that time is now, like uh, they are going to have to go out and get some like um, veteran free agents and just like uh, bring a little bit more of that veteran present in the room, I think. And like once that happened, like like the rest of the league is going to have to wa- wa- watch out. So I know it's been long, frustrating <laughs> rebuild and everything but i saw uh, the roster i think it was like schneid's first or second year and like it was just like a mess and like it's 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 uh, like the top guy had like 40 points (sighs) that year i think so i think that was uh, i think that might have been yaramir yager as well Maybe just to, yeah. just to let everybody know, I think that might have been Yaramir Yager as well that got that got the most points on the team that year. <laughs> yeah, but it was just like an old, very old roster with like guys that that was kind of past their primes, right? And yeah. and 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 uh, when you look at that and everything, 
no wonder that it's been taking a little bit of time to just like rebuild the prospect pool and everything like that. So mm-hmm. I, I, I uh, true, truly feel that like uh, the devils are on the right, right, right track. And if you compare the devils to per se Vancouver, which has been like through this kind of set, semi remodeling for like seven or eight years right right mm-hmm. like i really feel like jersey's been doing it the right way and just uh, eating the bullet now and like yeah, right. just like um be ready to like do- dominate for like the next decade right so right. yeah i i i uh, truly believe that they've been doing it the right way And that's really what we want to hear because we're obviously very, very much wanting this team to get back to what it was, you know, back in the 90s and 2000s, constantly competing for playoffs and Stanley Cups. And that's that's great to hear that more and more people are really believing in this this group. And so do I. And I'm I'm looking forward to see what they do this offseason really quick before we let you go. um, You have a really good friendship with Devils reporter Amanda Stein. Uh, We've seen you guys interact (laughs) on Twitter all the time. Um, can you just talk to us about that friendship? Because it's truly something that we all love to see all the time. Cause you are, you watch the devils a lot and you definitely talk to her a lot. And that's just, that's a great thing. So talk to us really quick about that. No, I know we just started to get to know each other in like the locker room and everything. And, 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 uh, being the backup goalie, I was always the last one off the ice. Right. And, 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 uh, she was one, one of few, uh, reporters still, in the room right so so yeah we were just uh, uh joking around and got to know each other and everything she she she's a great great girl and 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 and, and yeah uh, the devils are really lucky to have her we are definitely 100 lucky to have her now eddie before i let you go my friend just if you got anything to plug anywhere people can uh follow you and, and chat with you if possible just uh let the folks at home know where they can find you <laughs> yeah, so I'm at Eddie Lack on Twitter. I'm uh, Eddie Lack 31 on Instagram, I think. And 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 yeah, uh, me and my partner, we just got our new uh, website up, which is Lack Lack and Long <laughs> So nice. so that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, just. Uh, uh, reach out if you guys want to talk hockey or if you want to talk real estate or just life in general I'm always there so awesome man well well Eddie it was such a pleasure to have you on uh I'm very I'm very honored to have you on this podcast you're actually the second goaltender behind Jonas Hiller uh to nice. be on this podcast you're the first former devil to be on this podcast so so you got that among everybody else but uh we will definitely have you on again soon and we look forward to what you're going to be doing in the futures but thank you so much for being on today thank you buddy thanks for having me what's going on devils fans it's your host neil villapiano thank you so much for checking out this edition of the devil's state of mind podcast on the hockey podcast network the best place to get the most up-to-date news about your new jersey devils if you want to check out more of the podcast Here's what you do. You go wherever you listen to podcasts. So that could be Spotify. That could be iTunes. That could be Google Podcasts. You know, wherever you listen to podcasts, you go and you search Devil's State of Mind and you will find the new episodes that we post every week on both Mondays 
and Thursdays. Please also go check out the Hockey Podcast Network as a whole. We have podcasts for all the teams in the NHL, as well as other great hockey podcasts. So just like with Devil's State of Mind, just search Hockey Podcast Network, and you can see all of the podcasts that we have on this great network. You can follow the Devil's State of Mind on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil State, and you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Devil's State of Mind. Make sure to also follow the Hockey Podcast Network on all social media platforms. Just search at H-O-C-K-E-Y, Hockey, P-O-D, Pod, N-E-T, Net. If you want to listen to more of my voice, go like and subscribe to the Mofobo Network Sports Podcast, where I talk about all things going on in the wide world of sports. New episodes go out every Monday and Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, go like and subscribe to the Mofobo Network Sports Presents channel on YouTube, where just like the podcast, I talk about different topics that are going on in the world of sports as well. New videos go out every single Tuesday on YouTube. So it's spelled M-O-F-O-B-O Network Presents, and you will find it. Again, new videos out every Tuesday. You can stay up to date with all the new episodes and videos by following me on my personal Twitter at T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W, my personal Instagram at N-V-P-Q-B-11, and also Mofobo Network on Facebook. And last, but certainly not least, go check out both my books on Amazon and Barnes and Noble right now. The first is J-E-T-S, Pain, 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 The Agony and the Ecstasy, nah, no ecstasy of being a Jets fan. This book is about all the pain and suffering of being a New York Jets fan. So from all the painful moves, painful games, painful player decisions, painful ownership decisions, you know, where, you know, anything we could think of, it's in this book. So this is really for the Jets fan. So if you're a Jets fan, a football fan, if you know someone of those, or if you just want to support me, go check out that book. The other book that I just published recently is titled Meet the Mets Mess, the R-E-G-R-E-T-S of New York Town. This one is all about the regrets of being a Mets fan. And even through world championships in 1969 and 1986, there was so much regret between those years, between those years, as well as the years following 1986. Both of these books are available for both hardcover and ebook for the price of 1969. So if you're a Jets fan or a Mets fan, or by some chance you're both, you probably guessed why I chose that price. So again, please go check out both of those books. The first one, J-E-T-S, Pain, 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 The Pain and Suffering of Being a New York Jets Fan, and also Meet the Mets Mess, the R-E-G-R-E-T-S of New York Town. So once again, thank you guys so much for checking out this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. My name is Neil Villapiano, and we will see you in the next episode. Everyone continue to be the amazing people that you are, you know, every single day, you know, always remember to just be yourself and continue to kick absolute butt. And one last thing, rock on. Woo!